0: oh yeah that's what I'm talking about we are back on Stage Diver Network with Deadbeat Radio. I'm your host, Lance Adams. Thank you for again joining us here on Deadbeat Radio, where we uh, talk about whatever the hell comes up with whoever the hell's here. We uh, we cover all grounds. We've decided the new tagline for the show is going to be unfiltered, unbiased, and unnecessary. So that's what we are. But uh, i tell you what is necessary, and that is that if you have not had a chance, if you found us on some other format itunes google all the fun places you can find this you need to wander on over to stage diver network and check out all the great podcasts there uh we have an amazing family we spent the last hour with um our father commissioner uh whatever you want to the patron saint thereof stage diver network mitch wheeler and he has some amazing shows uh again, we talked a lot about uh his wrestling show i think that's great one father 60 minutes uh we have them half boys which by the way Please make sure and let them know. Uh, Them Halfle Boys is the greatest nickname ever, <laughs> right? It has this old bank robber, like the James Gang kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know how they feel about it in general. I don't know how you feel about it, but them half a boys <laughs> yeah, yeah. is the greatest. It just, it, it's, it's, it's got this connotation and ring that's amazing. So definitely check those guys out. Um, I was blessed enough to be a guest on J&B's DLC earlier. So if you like video games, check that out. Um, we've got uh, Phantasm. Mm, uh, Phantasm Phantasm. So, yeah, if you like sure. um, everything from horror movies to uh, heavy metal, um, again, just kind of a, a metal nerds' uh, a dream. Uh, we've got uh, scruffy little podcast, uh, local for great things here on the um, uh, Knoxville area. So, check it out, man. There's a lot of great things for everybody, um, and more coming all the time, as Maybe, we discussed. More so, to come.
1: More to come. Yeah.
0: And so, and right now, you can uh, find us anytime at uh, StagediverRadio.com. Uh, you can send us uh, you know, uh, some messages through stagediverradio at gmail.com. Um, find us anywhere, rate us, review us. We, we really want you to let us know what you think. Um, and most definitely, we, we encourage every week, give us a call. I know Kurt will, uh, Elijah, uh, Jessica, I know you guys are out there listening. Next week's guest, um, give us a shout. You know, we know you're out there. Uh, so we would love to hear from you at 865-888-0109. So that's uh, where we can be found.
1: Yeah.
0: So today we decided to do something a little different. We mm-hmm. we decided to get to know our stage diver family. Right. And Mitch was lovely enough to come in and tell us about stage diver and what he's been doing. And you know what, Terry, you're here with us every week, but we we don't often get a chance to hear from you and find out what you are doing and what's going on with you. That's, so that's very true. Um, yeah. You know, you've you've never hesitated to speak up, and I encourage mm-hmm. you to all the time because it's like you're here. I want to hear from you too. If I you know had to have a co-host of any form, you would be my pick. For but, sure. You know, I always like
1: the, I always like to throw stuff out there because that'll might lead you on a five minute rant. So oh, nice. <laughs> you know what I mean. So nice. I like to throw. You're good at taking little things and so stretching them out. That's so. like throwing the uh, <laughs> the 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 steak
0: in front of the junkyard dog so yeah. you can get by. That's good. It's like the same
1: you. thing I do on like Half and J&B's like when I talk, it's like one liners because I know those guys will take it and they'll stretch it out, and then I can give them something else, and they'll take it and they'll run with it. You know what nice, I mean? It's nice. I try to throw it up so Excellent. you guys can take it out the park. <laughs> um, it works. It works. Right. Um,
0: and <laughs> to be honest, as long as I've known you, I've always enjoyed being around you. Um, when I first met you, um, you were doing the Burt Reynolds um, last movie. At the time, it was called Dog Years. Yeah, it was working um, title Dog Years. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. when I first met you, you were doing that, um, mm-hmm. and then found out, you know, later that you had been friends with my friends, and you know, them Halfle Boys for mm-hmm. years, and. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, so I like you just by default, but um, for sure. So was it
1: was it yeah? The last movie star was the first. Yeah, time that's we met. We okay. met yeah, because we met. I, at I think the, I saw you mall. perform a, a few times before that. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: We might have crossed paths, but I yeah, just don't yeah. remember. That's the first time I remember signing mm-hmm. the releases. Right. Right. Um, and so so when I think of you, I think of you know movies and, and making movies, mm-hmm. and you do so many things here at, at, at Stage Diver. That's true. I mean, that's you, true. You, you you do produce so many shows and do so much, but movies are obviously your love. That's what you want to do. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you. Uh,
1: what i originally got into um i mean the stage diver thing was really i was like i know all these funny people like why aren't we doing some sort of production with nice. them on a weekly basis you know what i mean well, we appreciate that, and that's really yeah. what got me inspired into doing stage diver but um yeah what really began it was you know just going to film school you know that was my first step into things cool. where you at?
0: where'd where you go to film school
1: uh i went to pellissippi um about three years ago hmm. is when i uh started to go um I had just moved back, uh I'd left for a little while. I was living in New York for the for about two years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because um, 'cause I'm originally from there. So I went oh, back Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. See, we're learning already. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why we do this kids. <laughs> That's why we do this. That's cool. What part of New York? Like New York City um, or like, you know, the farm country nobody thinks about when they think about New York? No,
1: actually like the capital region, like Albany, Troy, okay. Schenectady, stuff like that. Um, I just call it mini New York City. Okay. It's basically what capital region is. So it's is. like
0: any metro, met, mm-hmm. metropolis area. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Okay. It's,
1: it's totally like um, New York City light. You even okay. have like Little Italy light and oh, Chinatown cool. light. Like it, cool. It's the, you know, it's the thing. And a lot of people don't know it's the capital. They all like New York City, New York right. City's like, nah, bro. Right. You know, we got the capital region. Like
0: LA and California. People are like, is the capital of california
1: it's like no no, 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 it's, no, not. no, no. no it's, it's not it's like is it sacramento or san jose uh, sacramento. sacramento sacramento yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. so um so cool. yeah i moved down to east tennessee when i was 13 and then when i was like 23 i went back and lived in new york for a few years cool and then i came back down here and uh went to film school and then you know everything rolled on through there uh they got me hooked up on the uh and a bunch of the students from pell had be hooked up on the uh burt reynolds film oh cool i took that i rolled with that worked my ass off there rolled it into a short film a horror feature, and then you know which now. would be Inside Out, right? Yeah, yeah, which Inside cool. Out is the short film I just shot. Nice. um I was an extra in that. That was yeah, a lot of fun. We, yeah. got to, we got to go to a party. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were in a shirtless, uh a, a vest, just a vest, I think, a championship belt, some chaps on, maybe. That was
0: the character I came up with. That is Blackjack Cadillac. That's my wrestling oh. persona. Oh, really? Um, I, I've used this book before, and I intend to use it again. I'm going to do the Jason Ferris uh, dealership challenge, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is Blackjack Cadillac. Well, Hollywood meets honky tonk. Uh, just, we're honky tonk meets Hollywood. And it was just basically kind of throwback to the Barry Windoms and stuff like that. So right. it, it's for the listeners. It's, it's black wrestling trunks, all of Stone Cold o, Steve Austin, classic okay. black trunks, um, black chaps, leather chaps with fringe down the side, um, a vest, no shirt, uh, one elbow pad and fingerless gloves, cowboy hat and sunglasses. Uh, and then, of course, you take the wrestling belt. And that way people know you're a wrestler, not just some village people want to be. Um, and I love that. I mean, I love doing that character. It's so fun because people just think it's a hoop. But the the movie was really good. We got to screen that at uh, the funniest fucklander um, show, and it was really good. So yeah,
1: yeah. We also yeah we did the movie movie screening before the funniest fucklander show. Um, shouting back to you know hopefully a future deadbeat show. As That's well. our plan. That's our plan. Um, I love the live show stuff. It brings in so many like people will go to live shows that won't necessarily click on your podcast you exactly. know I exactly mean? so, until they see you and go right, oh right. i can catch more of these people here <laughs> yeah i'm all for it
0: i'm all for it um so when you went to film school did you have like um so okay let me let me back up uh, okay. i have known tons of uh, film students uh, right, in my right. day and when i lived in nashville they have a really good one i can't even think of the name of it now but um uh, a ton of my friends went to that film school watkins watkins oh yeah, uh, watkins, yeah watkins is great yeah. yeah 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 a ton of my friends went and um, and and i would same kind of thing I do now. It's like I'll be in it. I'll do anything. Please, right. can I be in your movie? Yeah, that's. I mean, and that's how we met. I yeah, mean, I'll do. Try to jump on all my projects <laughs> yeah, that dude. we've ever done.
1: And was, so when they were like, "Do you want to produce uh, Lance's uh, podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, he's always up front." Um, I mean. Just, that's yet yeah, I just saw you a few days ago so. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll get into that yeah we'll as get well. into that yeah. too but
0: yeah and that for me honestly it's two part one I like the attention I'm a performer right, right, right. um I never know when it'll lead to something else mm-hmm. you know oh, what for I mean sure. you never you, know. You, yeah it's stupid you never know when the next again Martin uh-huh. Scorsese is involved in that production right. he goes I saw this guy in this thing mm-hmm. so you never know and I've got a right. lot of gigs that way right. um two the other thing for me is I love being on set. I'm like a kid in a candy store. It's fun. I'm always like, what do you need? I'll help anything you need. I like being creative. So I love being on set. I'll take any chance to
1: do on set. It's great. It's the only time where you're like you don't mind the hard work especially you know like i was on i was on set for like 12 hours on wednesday and thursday but like, it goes by like that. yeah and i barely ate and i was but i didn't even feel it you know no, what i mean because no. i was just like i need this shot i need yeah. that you know it's and, great and you know when you you know we'll get into it but when you came in you know i was just all over the place oh so. yeah I mean, that's <laughs> but
0: so having seen that behind the scenes i've been yeah. a part of it what i found was um when you're making a small film and everybody was doing it for school projects or whatever yeah, and yeah. you know or, or or you know when you can when you're doing a small film you have to wear many hats. Mm-hmm. You, you're the writer and the director. You do the editing, etc. <laughs> because you're not at a point where you can afford to pay people mm-hmm. to do that. Sure. And everybody in the small film industry has the thing they love to do the most right. everybody wants to edit or sound design or etc what what's your thing what do you want to do what's the one that you hope to eventually only have to do or only get to do
1: you know like of course everyone wants to be a director or producer well, so need, so I I'm a lot, lot of people the, didn't i felt, yeah. i found
0: you know i found more of my friends tended to want to be editors or mm-hmm. writers really? or something yeah
1: well yeah. i'll give you like two answers so yeah. i don't do like the like if i had to choose between director or producer mm-hmm probably director just because the creativity but i think i'm probably a better producer at the moment you know what i mean okay. i'm just I'm i don't good I, at making nothing out of something i, think I don't <laughs> think
0: a lot of people know what that is what is and i know when you say what does a yeah. producer do the answer is everything yeah. <laughs> but like um on a in an elevator pitch of the answer mm-hmm. what what is a producer specific we know what a director does on a level but what
1: mm-hmm. is the producer the producer basically makes sure it happens you know they get all the pieces together and for the price tag that okay. um the budget gives you you know what i mean okay. they put the pieces together the director's like i need this piece i need this piece i need this piece and the producer goes out and gets it they give the director the pieces and then the director solves the puzzle does that make oh, sense yeah you, you yeah know? no i get that i get that um especially on like and it's way harder on an indie level for a producer because you have to manage with such a little budget. Right. You have to make one room look like three rooms. You know what I mean? But you're, that's you're, that's where the
0: best ones are built.
1: You know. You know, and I love the aspect of that. A lot of people hate, like, uh, oh, I couldn't do this scene because I didn't have, I didn't have this certain thing or this certain thing. But sometimes some of the best scenes are because you had to cut yourself down or because you didn't, you know, because you had did, to improvise on set. Why
0: did we not get to see the shark first thing and ruin it in Jaws? Right. Exactly. Because it fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know exactly so those are good moments those are good moments and
1: it's great teaching moments to learn the 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 subtles of filmmaking to to make someone feel something without just throwing it in their face is really mm-hmm. good to learn when you don't have a lot of money right so, so right. it's definitely the subtle aspects of filmmaking that you know really drive the indie producer things like that
0: but directing is what you hope to do the most that's what you yeah i mean what got you in i guess
1: yeah i mean that's what everyone wants to do though because you're the director you know what i mean you're like you you you're you're you 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 make the how the movie flows, you like I said, you build, the tone the, the tone look, yeah, the, yeah yeah, right, exactly um you, you come up with the shots you or you, you come up with your d p. with the shots, and your d p makes it better you you right. control the creative aspect of the movie, whereas the producer is just getting the um the actual parts of the movie the the physical stuff you need to make the movie, if that makes sense
0: it does the funny thing is it sounds like a producer hires the director and then the director is who the producer answers to after that
1: that is uh exactly right and that's why like the that's direct- so funny that's why the director producer relationship is so important right. and why it ruins so much and they really butthead the most because the director's like i want this and the producer's like well we can't afford this and yeah
0: because even great i'm a huge um kevin smith fan him and scott Mosier are a classic pair yeah and then even they kind of stopped working together at a point even right. they you know came to the point where i guess they're just their relationship head um Mm-hmm. ran its course but yeah I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan so when I think um, things like indie film and uh, you know DIY guerrilla filmmaking Kevin Smith is my go to
1: yeah yeah for sure I mean especially you know
0: mall rats you know? oh yeah look there I mean how do I do this cheap I'll do it black and white I'll make it look like a security camera Brilliant! And Such he, a, a genius move that ended up saving, but it was because it cost. It and, was necessity,
1: and you know he only had a cheap camera and one tripod, so right. all those shots are tripod shots. Oh, there's like so he he made all like that's crazy, especially you know back then you know.
0: Well, I have a, a lifelong clerk and mall rat, so it was yeah. it was not only film side I loved, but the um just the the tone and setting, and mm-hmm. I was like I I am Randall, you know right. I I've always been Randall, uh, and so um but that that's a good one, so. Mm-hmm. um where did you where did you find the love where did you decide to get into filmmaking like
1: I mean I guess I at a young age I knew um, you know I'd write short stories things like that you know you make up scenes with your action figures and all that stuff and um, you know I used to I used to just uh my grandmother used to babysit me and she really got me into writing and we would just, cool. we would just write short stories and we'd like oh. collaborate on short stories That's and things really like cool. and she was like she was really good at drawing so so I'd come up with a story we'd write it out and then she'd draw pictures to it and we'd make like our own little comic books right there so, That's I, so that would be my probably my inspiration of of getting into the film industry. Were you one of
0: these kids that had like a little VHS camera and would do stuff? Or now you know people do it on their phones. Obviously the, the technology has yeah, changed, but you,
1: you know surprisingly I didn't. And like I don't want to be like oh I was poor I couldn't afford it, but surprisingly I didn't really get into the camcorder stuff hmm. early, but. Funny enough, my grandfather was into it a lot, and right. he would record us do karaoke, nice. and he had his own studio. So I think it just just being surrounded by creative people. Was he in old
0: school? Did he have the old Super 8 back in
1: the day when yeah, my grandma yeah, got was, married? Yeah, and... he was super old nice. school. He was, he nice. was in a, like, a nice little jam band, something you would like. That, oh, like, nice. that, that old, definitely Fabulous three Bur- three Birdies. Yeah, it was nice. uh, like the Blue River Band or something oh, like that. Excellent. Like, it was excellent. definitely like Allman Brothers. Oh, expired, I love it. That's, like great. That. Yeah. that's
0: great. That's um, great. Oddly enough, I, that just reminds me. Have you ever watched the show The Goldbergs? Uh, I've seen a few episodes, yes, okay,
1: and I've laughed every time. It's
0: it's really good. It really is good. Adam Goldberg uh, is a, pr- a producer and a writer and a director, and um, it's it's the wonder years for him. Basically, it's it's him yeah. telling his childhood, and Pat Oswalt is the narrator as the grown up Adam. Um, but the good thing is, Adam that's what Adam does. Adam films everything. He's all he's a movie buff in the '80s when I was a kid. Mm. But um, if you haven't watched enough of it, you definitely need to check it out because here's where I think it'll really hit home for you. Adam is this movie freak who, who shoots everything and tries to make movies with his friends. And he is that stereotypical, you know, comic book or like the the cartoon home movies joke mm-hmm. of, you know, the aspiring filmmaker, but the relationship with his pop, his grandfather, mm-hmm. um, played by damn it, what I can't think of the actor's name, um, but he's fantastic. He's he's a wonderful actor, and I I just this loses me. But anyway, um, and he plays along with everything, mm-hmm. yeah, like when Adam wants to get dressed up. Pop is the first one to dress up, and the first one, he's his producer. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me that when you were telling me the story, you and your grandma, that's what it made me think of. Yeah. So I highly recommend going back and watching the series from the beginning. It's Mm -hmm. on Hulu. You can check it out. But him and the, the grandfather relationship may hit, like, deadly close to home.
1: Well well I'm um I'll give you another aspect to that like we couldn't avoid, afford the VHS but I used to get the little Polaroid cameras and I would take pictures of my action figures so that I could bring them over to grandma's and then I was like this is what I'm looking for wow. grandma and she'd be like my like I do now when I'm like talk to my crew wow. or, or like uh, my wow. director of photography so that's, that's really what got me you were into storyboarding it. even back then. Yeah yeah yeah. Nice. My so.
0: son's got it big into it. YouTube has has kind of got him inspired. He's got a, a little iPod touch and he's oh, running around trying to film things that he wants to be a YouTuber. That's his thing. Is he wants yeah. to be a YouTuber. So he's, he's got this modern bug of it. And, so, and I encourage it. I told Lindsay, I was like, we'll get him a YouTube channel. We'll help you set up. Because you never know. Again, you never know what you're inspiring. Right. and so i would never ever 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 try and stop him from it i want him to do it i think it's great mm-hmm. yeah kids are um, recording
1: everything now yeah.
0: oh yeah yeah we didn't again vhs cameras were pretty common back then but we didn't have one in my house i mean i wasn't it was kind of you know we were just too poor we didn't have one but right. i know they existed they were everywhere right. all my friends had them mm-hmm. but i wasn't into that i i loved movies i was always a movie buff but i never wanted to be i guess more act i like that kind of which is more where i'm at now more of a performer um, yeah yeah i was always more the performer but um i was a big movie buff as a kid mm-hmm. were you also a big movie buff like um
1: yeah definitely for sure i mean that's just another aspect of me and my grandmothers watch movies all the time as well and she really got me into that as well she got me into the old movies and definitely like the um- bond old movies because we're different generations okay so like um 40s 50s and 60s oh like even really? old movies for you yeah because okay. because um, a lot of the old movies definitely have similar aspects to being an indie producer nowadays. They didn't have a lot to work with. So you needed a great story, you needed great acting, and you needed to find ways to get shots that weren't necessarily possible back then. And there was a lot of innovation back then. And she really made me appreciate that old aspect of film watching, even if it doesn't really hold up or it bores a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. That's,
0: that's, you know, that's really um, forced for the Trees. It's so right in front of you. But so like mind bogglingly slapped in the face with just like info that is that is so true because yeah. you know again the, the Hitchcock Kurosawa yeah. they had to make do um you know again Ed Wood mm-hmm. uh, again Ed Wood did it wrong um you know which is that why he's on my list of of, of lovingly bad directors and shit right. um, but Ed Wood did it wrong but he still showed the same creativity and 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 oomph that it
1: takes to be an indie filmmaker right wow that is really good and there's really even good. that famous story of Citizen Kane where he you cut the hole in the ground and put the camera in there to get that shot the oh, walking shot. Well, I don't think I've seen, I don't think I I've seen that. I've yeah. never actually watched Citizen Kane. It's oh, really? I'm very
0: familiar with but I never watched it. Um and I know Rosebud it's his sled uh you know but um not n- not familiar enough to see that. Uh, like, so
1: Like I hate hate hitting the movie clichés but it's always the one they make you watch when you're in film school it's right. like Citizen Kane. Right. You cut a hole in the ground cuz there's a, there's a famous shot in Citizen Kane of um of where it's in Grand Central Station uh-huh. and it's just the people walking. Oh, over okay. over the camera. You know got what I mean. It was the first it. time there was ever a shot like that. Because now they would build a yeah. stage, a right, glass right. stage. Yeah, That's glass what they would stage. do now. Yeah, yeah. But, but back um, then, he just took a <laughs> middle Grand Central Station, cut a hole, cost like a ton of money. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's
0: absolutely brilliant. I know a lot of like shot work too. Um, for me, um, DP is very important, and people don't oh, yeah, for sure. do realize how. Um, big. That is a couple of big um, for me DP moments where you really um, the movie uh, did things in a way. Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The mm-hmm. shot. The original. The shot under the swing. Yeah, I love that. And you're like, how did you do that? And you like, finally find he's on a track and he's holding the camera.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's just as important as your relationship with your producers, your director of photography, because that's the one capturing everything. Another big one. Um, yeah. For me, I'm a huge uh, Lazlo Kovacs fan. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the name. I'm not.
0: Big uh, DP in the 60s. Um, Two big things he did that were just amazing for me. Um, Are you familiar with The Last Waltz? Uh, A little bit, a little bit. So the band, um, who was a 60s jam band kind of thing, um, they were Bob Dylan's band before they broke off on their own. That's how they got the name. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, you're the band, because when you're with Bob Dylan, you're just nobody. So they became (laughs) the band. Gotcha. And um, they had uh, been around forever. They were breaking up. They decided to film their very last concert ever. And their guitar player Robbie Robertson said, I know a dude and called his old college roommate, Martin Scorsese. And, oh uh, really? Yeah. And so Marty came down and filmed it.
1: Oh wow.
0: And it was Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. They had guest stars such as Dr. John, Neil Young, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, right. um, Ringo Starr, like just crazy, crazy, crazy. The okay. the the staple singers. Yeah. Um all the connections
1: they made muddy oh, waters. Yeah. Like, oh I mean, wow! Oh yeah, it's crazy.
0: And it's Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. They fed the entire audience Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Oh, that's genius! And they played
0: played all day. Oh, that's they, genius! And it's, it's it's you have to check it out as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It's it's concert footage and it's it's got um, backstage interviews with the mm-hmm. band and and there's there's cinema to it. There's like this ballroom scene with these dancing shadow dancers that open it and they some of the shots aren't. Some of the songs aren't the concert, but they're part of the movie. They're uh-huh. shot like on a stage. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Gotcha. But there's a moment um, with, um, and there are a lot of, it's kind of like um, the Woodstock. There are bands that were at the show that are on the soundtrack that aren't in the movie and, and so on, mm, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. But Laszlo Kovacs, who also shot Easy Rider, oh, okay, um, was one of the photographers of this. And Muddy Waters comes on. Uh-huh. Again, Muddy the Muddy Waters, right? <laughs> um, amazing. He starts doing Manish Boy, which I mean, most people know, you know, like, we'll say him, mm-hmm. hey, right? And uh, what ends up happening, it wasn't on the shot list. And so here comes this, again, this presence um, uh, of Muddy, who's just this uh, giant, if you don't know Muddy Waters, it's just an old school blues guy, big, just classic, mm, mm-hmm. like gospel that people will just stop and turn. And so he gets up there, he starts doing Manish Boy, and nobody's shooting because it's not on the shot list. Oh, man. (laughs) Except for Laszlo Kovacs.
1: Oh. He
0: just knew something said shoot this Mm -hmm. and everybody Martin Scorsese apparently they tell the story on the DVD extras Mm -hmm. that Martin Scorsese starts running around crazy like oh my god are we recording this and everybody's like no it's not on the list he's like what 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 and finally somebody gets feed and they're like hey lazlo has got it so for like the first half of the song it's a single shot of this movie like it's a concert movie so there's Mm -hmm. constant shots stage shot back much like you know as a filmmaker you have to tell the story with different angles and perspectives Mm -hmm. Um, moving people don't you don't feel it but you would feel it if it wasn't there
1: so much uh, psychology and filmmaking. Yes.
0: And yeah. so it works with concert footage too because you have to feel like you're at the concert. Mm-hmm. Well, for the first half of this song, there's only one shot. Because nobody but Laszlo Kovacs was it, and it's just rolling, and it's just one spot, rolling, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then finally, halfway through, there's they a few other changes, <laughs> and so you can you can just imagine the backstage panic with Martin Scorsese. This is like, what? Are, what? Are, who's getting this? Who's getting this? Get the, the other cameras this? rolling. We gotta go. Yeah. So um, you can that's see uh, Neil Young just caked cocaine in his nose. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's <laughs> just the whole time chewing. So funny. So funny. But yeah, Laszlo also shot Easy Rider, and there's a moment too that. I don't know if you ever watched it Have you ever watched Easy Rider? I don't think I have Um, Again a cinematic masterpiece Okay Um, Statistically does amazing things First independent film ever actually distributed by Hollywood Mm, Interesting Um, First movie to have a, a found score instead of a soundtrack
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, it sets a lot of records. If you go to uh, the Library of Congress and study the 60s, it's one of the things they'll give you.
1: Interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely innovated the game. Oh, dude. And again, watch the background because they're supposed to at one point go to um, Mardi Gras and film in Mardi Gras. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole thing falls apart. Nobody goes. Um, literally, a couple actors with a few handheld super eights are out there getting some shots, mm-hmm. and they're spliced in in this weird, trippy way. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Um, but it was <laughs> it was a, a, an American film trying to do '60s European um, indie art house films. Oh, okay. So it was no. Um, Sweep cuts again for people that don't know if you watch a movie, um, when a picture goes from one to the other, see if I describe this correctly. When a picture goes, when a scene goes from one to the other, there's a moment where they overlap where the mm-hmm. black of one and the white of the other become gray, and right. you can almost see both pictures for a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's a, sw- and then there's jump cuts where it's location A, Boom. location yeah. two. And at the time, that wasn't done except in um, European art house films. Oh, interesting, and and that's like the
1: standard now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: at the time, and so, um, Dennis Hopper and Terry. Southern really kind of pulled it together and, mm-hmm. and, and did it in that way. But these two guys um, sell a ton of coke and... Uh, Ooh, I'm oh going to yeah. have to watch this movie so they, now. That's crazy. They sell, hey, wait, they sell a ton of coke to Phil Spector
1: Really? Yeah, that's hilarious. And they take
0: the money and they buy they they take these old um, choppers, these old '60s uh, motorcycles, <laughs> and they ride across the country with the money. Oh, that that's sounds awesome! Thing. Yeah, apparently that sounds badass. And it's it's again an art film that you don't really know it, but if you find the little details between the middle, they were like fair performers. They did like the motorcycle run of death back in the oh, day, and okay, so this was yeah. the big score. Gotcha. And the tagline is that two men went looking for America and couldn't find it anywhere mm. because it's this journey. They have these big dreams and these big goals and then this trip just turns into all hell for them. And then Jack Nicholson's in it. Um, Jack Nicholson gets high on film, because all the pot they smoke in, it's real pot. Uh
1: Uh-oh. And Jack Nicholson, (laughs)
0: there's a moment, you'll appreciate this too, Mm -hmm. there's a moment where he's getting high, and he's telling a story, and he fucks up his lines, and he laughs, and instead of cutting it, he's just like, hang on, wait, wait, wait. And he tells the story again, like somebody getting high and forgetting at a party. So here's this cut of him fucking up the line, laughing (laughs) at himself, and restarting the story. And it's in there just like that.
1: That's great, man. So yeah, definitely check
0: it out. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, So to me, Laszlo Kovacs did this moment where the motorcycles are riding. And you've Mm -hmm. got to watch this for just a shot of it um they're filming from a station wagon in front you know they, mm-hmm. if you ever seen the rig they've got a station wagon hanging out in sandbags mm-hmm. so the motorcycles are riding in front of him mm-hmm. and they're coming across this bridge like i think out in arizona or somewhere so there's this beautiful desert backdrop right and you see these two hippies on bikes and they're playing <laughs> like Steppenwolf wool for hendrix or something Fuck i don't know what's yeah. playing oh at the time funny enough It's the band. They're playing the band at that moment. So to bring it about to story number one, they're playing the weight by the band. Hmm. And there's this moment where out of nowhere, and there's no control, there's no headpieces, Dennis Hopper just starts riding out into the other lane. Oh. And Laszlo... Just nails it at the right time, and it actually looks there 's no planning to this. it just happened. It looks like Dennis Hopper is pushing the frame because it 's so perfect. He gets right to the edge of the frame, and Leslie expands it just with him to where it literally looks like he has pushed it with his body
1: oh that's great it 's beautiful that's great it's That's beautiful. just like uh, when Spielberg uh, figured out that if you uh, if you zoom out if you zoom out while pushing in, you get that great jaw shot you know of him on the beach oh yeah wow. that's pushing in while zooming out okay and steven okay. spielberg was like if we do oh oh shit <laughs> this looks great yeah, it has that speed yeah you see that in a lot of horror movies yeah now. yeah that's oh. the standard now yeah spielberg wow you know that's why he's the man you know? i didn't know that yep, i didn't yep. know that that wow. jaw shot man that that suspense shot It's it's great yeah very. We've been talking, you know, innovation in film. You know, you you work with what you have. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's that brilliant. happens. You know.
0: Um. So so this thing you're working on now, I don't know how much you can talk about it. I know you've been post you. on social
1: media. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. This is a a documentary. Is that right? You're doing something a little different. Um, Docu drama. Uh. We're gonna have reenactments in it as well. We have the documentary. And then that leads into reenactments and things of that nature. Like you would see on um, a
0: Discovery shit channel or a, yeah. How to Make a Murder. Yeah. Like I watched the Evil Genius documentary. Yeah. Okay. And they, but they would have some places have reenactors, some don't. But so that's the deal.
1: Yeah, cool. but definitely more like cinematic reenactments. Okay. Like you know, you can watch some of these shows a the little, oh, little cheesy. The actually, in, I actually I'm in. Actually, I'm going to be in one of those coming up this week. Uh, oh, are you? Which I'm one are you the, doing? Um,
0: Oh uh, can you say? I don't know actually. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I don't know. But anyway, it's one of those. It's a reenactment, and I'm a thug in the background yelling at this girl in the car. Oh
1: yeah, Knoxville loves their reenactments, man. I mean, you know, we got Discovery just moved down here, and it's you know.
0: on Discovery. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. be on Discovery. ID. Uh, oh, that's so, great, dude. Yeah. They're
1: giving everyone work. It's yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I
0: want to do more of it because I have a look. I can do bikers. I can do hippies, right. I can do, you know, rednecks, wizards. I don't know if they do a lot of wizards on that stuff, but if they do, I
1: can do that. Yeah, like um, all my crew thats that I'm working with on this new one... Uh-huh. Um, one DP's for discovery, and the, oh, cool. and the other one AD's well, for himself. You tell them, I'm a whore and I'll yeah. do whatever. Yeah, yeah. So one of them goes, <laughs> well, you, well, you already came through one, already one, of the, one of
0: them goes, oh, where's that, What's that bearded guy? I've got a thing he could do. <laughs> right. You just go, He will do it. Trust me. Right, he right, will right. do it. Um, so this new thing, um, I, I know Tom a little. I know he's the big thing, mm-hmm. but um, um, this
1: is a true story. Uh yes, this is a true story. Um, the first UFO counter to ever be inducted into United States history is true and historically significant. It is our tagline?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, so explain explain the the, the logic behind that. What's the what's um? There the... there was
1: so many witnesses and um there's radio footage there's police reports it happened on labor day in the summer of 1969 so there's a bunch of people out shopping there's a lot of people out cooking um basically there was so much evidence that the government had to be like well we can't tell you (coughs) what happened but we can tell you something happened okay and you know there's enough corroborated evidence here to prove that and it well, obviously,
0: we don't want to give away the whole story, right, but um, right. how does Tom tie into this? Again, I've met Tom. What's Tom's last name Tom? Tom? Uh, Tom Reed. Tom Reed, that's right. Um, I've met Tom before, and uh, we're friends on Facebook, but um, I, I haven't really dug into the story. I'm waiting for the movie, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm oh, waiting to sure. see this. For sure. Um, so how does Tom tie into this?
1: Well, um, Tom ties into this because he probably had the closest of the encounter with oh, this thing. Okay. Um, He lived in Sheffield, Massachusetts as, at the time as a small uh-huh. child, 10 years old. 60s? Isn't that right? 60, okay. yep, summer of 69. Summer for a lot of big things that year yeah. so um also you know height of the cold war all easy that rider. stuff easy rider <laughs> right right um so he was a young child during this time um this unidentified flying object whatever you think it is right. um was coming down the housatonic river okay um it stretches from new york all the way through massachusetts um and they could actually track it from police reports they, really? Yeah, a phone calls coming into 911 they could track it down the Housatonic right. River. Right. Calls in this city mm-hmm. and the next yep. city. Yep. And the, this yep. city at
0: 6, this city at
1: 615. Yep. This Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um Pictures, do we got pictures, uh, pictures of it. Yeah, no, we do okay, not. Okay, so pictures but don't exist. It's 1969, right? Know, so. Again,
0: not everybody's got their Android right, or right. an iPhone on them. Yeah, I don't expect it, but but um,
1: the Hudson Valley UFO incident, uh-huh. which is one of the most documented, over, not familiar in general, but okay, it's one of the most famous, uh, UFO incidents. It's the most documented. There's over 50 versions of the video. That's only 20 minutes away from Sheffield. Where so it could not, be s- connected. Well, this area stretching from Hudson Valley all the way through like the farmland of Massachusetts uh-huh. has a hundred year history, oh. um, all the way to 1918. Benny and Barney Hill is another famous UFO story. Uh-huh. They are also in that that span uh, where all those uh-huh. incidents. Like the Bermuda happened. Triangle yeah, it's for a, alien it's encounters. A, it's, a, it's a very hot spot for you know, we're not necessarily alien because right. we're not. I'm looking. phenomenon i'm not looking to present bias tried not to present bias in here military um, some form of of phenomenon i you know it was the height of the cold war like i said 1969 and they were doing shit on the down low exactly
0: let's give these soldiers Mm -hmm. lsd see what they do and maybe Mm -hmm. we'll put it in the black (laughs) neighborhoods and control them right crazy shit happened there's
1: you know it's not conspiracy a lot of these things have come out come to light you know all the time but you know there were six military manufacturing companies around in that area it is farmland it's mm. the middle of nowhere that's hmm. a lot of place you know they tested the nuclear bomb you know stuff like in the middle of nowhere wow. you go you go to the middle of nowhere to test this that's stuff that's true that's true that's um, very true and tom uh had probably the closest encounter with this thing as he was driving home back road with his family mm-hmm. a little tiny bridge over the river um and that's when they saw this thing uh big flash of light that um really left them disoriented mm-hmm. and then three hours later they came to they drove back into town it had been three hours later they walked into the convenience store they're like it's 11 o'clock and that's pretty much his encounter with wow. this p- particular thing awesome well, I um, can't uh, wait to see more about yeah, this. yeah and like i said you know the military um like i said it had a, a lot of similarities to an emp blast right, right. maybe you know what i mean just experimental craft, and again, that's the you know. thing with the documentary all mm-hmm. you're presenting is facts right. about this happened
0: here's this person's story right. I don't know that this person's story mm-hmm. is correct but here they are telling it
1: well that's that's what I want to do we do have you know documents and evidence and all this stuff I want to present present the evidence right. let people tell their story and then let people decide, let the audience decide, right. and play investigator with us along the way. You know right. what I mean?
0: Well, I was, I'm was. glad to be a part of it. I got to be a radio DJ, you know, mm-hmm. announcing a call or telling. So that was a big thing. People were calling mm-hmm. the radio to tell y- about it. Yeah,
1: they had hundreds of people call in. And it's one of those things that really divided the town. Because, like I said, it's a small farming town. Mm-hmm. And then so when people are listening, and radio's pretty much the big thing. It's 69, right, you know right. what I mean? Um, so when people were getting together the next morning, eating breakfast around the radio... Like, their brother was calling in or their cousin was calling saying, I saw this thing. I saw this thing. And so, like, you have a lot of grounded people in this community clashing right. with a lot of people being like, you know, I saw this thing. Right. And, you know, a lot of kids saw it as well. And that's really what helped get this inducted because those kids are now pol- adults, politicians, right. lawyers, doctors in this area, well-respected people. Oh. So now that they're adults, they came together and they, that's, they came together, right. these kids, and inducted this into history because they said... Look, we you know we're respectable people in this community. We know what we saw. There's a little it going on. Yeah, We've got it, the it just, losers' club coming back. That together. is a big part of this uh, docu series.
0: Ah, I love uh, it. Yeah, I, that's you, okay. Yeah. So what's our? I know we're, what you're doing now is actually a trailer.
1: Yeah. Right now we're doing the teaser trailer. We got our initial. Which helps to get some funding, right? We got our initial funding, but we would always love more. Right. So so you take that initial funding, you shoot this teaser trailer, you start pitching it try to get some more money and right. do that thing so that's awesome so do we have a schedule release date what's our september 1st uh, 2019 okay because that is the 50th anniversary of this incident beautiful yep labor, that's awesome labor day 2019 okay so um we're hoping to knock it out really quickly and shooting the reenactments in knoxville helps because mm-hmm. you have a sim- similar terrain right to right. that area country Very, mountainous yeah and it can look like summer in the middle of winter in Knoxville. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know it really can. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So that's oh, going to be cool. really convenient when we're trying to make summer reenactments in December. <laughs> so
0: again, then where where can we keep up? I know that I know there's a Facebook page, but I mean, like for anybody else that wants to keep up with this, because I think it's interesting. I think yeah, uh, sure. You know what? Where can we follow along and keep up with updates? Do uh, we have uh, we have the
1: Facebook page uh, inducted? Uh, you can follow the Snow Global Production Facebook page um also first com is the website it's got all the information documents pictures of the park because it's, it's got a park now it's got a monument and all oh the, very cool all these you know like i said all these kids these lawyers politicians chipped in together and even like you know one of the kids now owns a construction company so he came in he paved it you oh know, nice you know what i mean like all That's these great all these kids are grown up and you know they j- just want to be like you know what we want our story heard we That's don't care cool. if you know how you oh, feel yeah. about that's it but awesome. it is part of us and so well i can't wait to uh and, to see where we go and so so yeah that's how i met tom he was one of these kids he had one of the closest encounters he lived in knoxville we we met up and i was like this is a story that hasn't been told properly yet so i was nice. like let's do it had tom wrote the story i mean have yeah he, he, there well books? inducted was originally a book okay that he was writing and then i said tom you know Let's also make this a documentary, a docu series, or a, a docudrama. Right. You can coincide it with the book; they go hand in hand, yeah. and. It's perfect. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that don't like to read books anymore. You That's know? true. And I love those
0: kind of things. Like, I, I, did you see Evil Genius on Netflix? I love Evil Geniuses, yeah. Great, great. That's, so um, good. Um, about the uh, pizza uh, uh, neck collar bomber. Yeah, um, yeah. Where they had the, for, for those of you that may have seen the movie um, with uh, Andy Samberg, that was kind mm. of the take on it, um, right. which I was very disappointed that they, they didn't do the episodes in 30 minutes or less segments. <laughs> I was very right, right, But it was good. It was good. The moment they actually showed the bomb explode, I was like, oh, Uh, uh, uh. Like, (laughs) I wasn't expecting the footage of the head popping.
1: Well, another thing, that was another indie film. That was originally an hour and a half documentary. Oh, really? Netflix picked it up, pumped a little bit more money into it, made it a four-part
0: series. I, um, I tried another one. I didn't finish it. It wasn't as good, but it was good. The
1: Staircase? Oh, I ha- oh I did start that one. I couldn't finish that one either, it's, though. Yeah. Um, that I, wasn't a Netflix original. That was one that just got bought by Netflix, uh, I think. Don't like the dude. The <laughs> yeah. guy that
0: did it, you're like, I don't like you, dude. I don't know if you're innocent or not. I mean, I see, but you're just not. The pizza people, the, the woman in Evil Genius was right. uh, mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> and the old dude, I can't think of his name, the one that actually hid the body.
1: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Like there was just so many. Uh, I couldn't put it down. I love evil geniuses. And like I said this whole time, I'm try- definitely going that. Gritty, nice, dark nice. Netflix style. Have you watched any of the other ones, like uh, The Keepers or no. who, who Took Johnny? Or no. You should definitely watch those. Ones. Okay. Or Making a Murderer. Have you- I haven't watched that yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard a lot about it. Part two is about um, to come out, so right. We'll, we'll I, but see. I love that kind of stuff. I mm. love serial killer documentaries
0: and and the kind of stuff. Even on a lighter, shittier note, like mm. the A and E stuff when they would do biography. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that stuff. And I even watched like the biographies on the serial killers sometimes. Oh yeah. It's not been too long back. I watched the one on the Night Stalker, and I was like, "You creep oh. me the fuck out, dude." Yeah, dead.
1: Well, see, the keepers and who, who took Johnny they're real, they're heavy ones, okay. so be prepared okay. to some heavy stuff. I'll tell <laughs> so. you the one
0: that I actually struggle with a lot. I watched, um, the one about the West Memphis Three.
1: Oh, yes, I've watched all of those ones, I was fascinated um, for that at a time. The one
0: with, I think, that Eddie Vedder had something to do with. Yes, um, yeah, the HBO one, the three parter, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, and I, I actually, um, I too. Uh, had to deal with an Alfred plea to get out of a jail. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Oh, wow. um, actually, when they told me, um, that's a long story, I got arrested for a crime I did not commit, mm-hmm. um, and they offered me judicial diversion, mm-hmm. and which is um, basically keep your nose clean for this amount of time and we'll erase this from your record, because I had no criminal history. Hello, because I'm not a criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I, I couldn't. Prove I didn't do it Because you can't prove a negative mm-hmm. I mean it's just the way it is Anybody right. knows you can't prove a negative You can't prove you weren't somewhere You can't prove you didn't do something Right um, They had the money to fight it I didn't mm-hmm. And so for what I had to pay in fees I would have paid in a lawyer But I had to put in an Alfred plea I had to say Look I know you guys got my balls and a vice mm-hmm. But if I admit you got my balls and a vice You'll let me go It's it's That's what it is right. They basically say Look we can't nail you to the wall But we can make your life a living hell Mm-hmm and if you don't say, uncle, we're going to do that. And so that's what happened. And gotcha. so I had to do that too. Um, uh, right. But the West Memphis Three, dude, when they were telling about the kids. Mm-hmm. And because I got a son, nine. Mm-hmm. And like they were showing, there was a moment when they show one of the kids who who, who got killed. Mm-hmm. One of the kids that the, on oh, a yeah. bicycle.
1: That, that's a rough picture, yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, before, they showed him like on his bicycle in a picture. And then they showed the body. Mm-hmm. And all I could see was my son. Oh man! And I lost my shit. But that's what you want. You mm-hmm. want to tell that story. You want to hit home emotionally.
1: Oh, it, I'll give you one that uh, documentary that'll make you cry. Mm-hmm. Like I know you love that. That like a little girl. It's called Dear Zachary. Dear Zachary. And uh, oh, I just Doesn't ring a bell. It's an old. It's kind of like from the early two thousands. Like you will bawl your eyes out. Like okay, I'm a I'm a it, wiener. We've established it, this. It, it, it's a little intense. It's about um, there's certain murdery aspects uh-huh. to this documentary so I still find this stuff yeah. fascinating
0: even if it is an emotional roller like right. a roller coaster mm-hmm. as much as it makes me want to shit my pants I love the thrill
1: but really it's about like the justice system and every I mean it's just it, uh-huh. it'll make you ball it's a it's a really it's about like Child services and stuff like that. Huh. System, it'll it'll make you ball. It's a great documentary. Nice. I will dear, definitely check. Yeah, it dear out. Zachary, it's... I like
0: anything interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I've watched documentaries about subjects I thought were stupid. Oh yeah, um, and sure. if it's interesting, and for me, I like a documentary with a voiceover. I Mm -hmm. I just do. I don't want just straight clips. That's just a personal toy, uh, yeah. Personal taste.
1: Well, well, the the narration helps remind you where you are in the story and helps you guide you along. Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually watched one the other day, a documentary about uh, the Price Is Right, and a oh really? Yeah, and it's really good, and I recommend it. (laughs) This dude, um, basically grew up watching The Price Is Right and loved it, and he watched it so much he started to um. Memorize the prices A little rain man Kind of thing oh. And he would keep files Because they would show The same prices Oh so and he, He's he, making
1: like An algorithm for it's,
0: it. it's, it's basically Counting cards But yeah Okay But um, he would go And 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 wait And he'd been on the show Like 20 something times um, oh, Before wow. he got chosen As a contestant Mm-hmm And because you know they they come on down, and so he would sit there forever, and he would start yelling out prices, and people would start to listen to him, Mm. and they would start to get, and and they would just blow people away. Mm -hmm. And then, and he even before he was on the show, he was known as. David, did you, I can't even think of his name, but they were like, "Did you, did you, did you meet Patrick?" And they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, man, I met him outside." <laughs> and um, he finally got on the show, and he he swept it. I mean, he like he he did crazy, yeah, because he knew the every price. Like right. something was like eleven ninety two, and he was like eleven ninety two, like he nailed it. Damn. Well, um, they had a rule. He got where, banned. <laughs> no, no. Oddly enough, he didn't because you could only win once. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. actually, actually, I think you could only get picked like. Maybe once you get on the stage, at some point mm-hmm. you can only do it once, right? And that was a lifetime thing; you could never mm-hmm. do it again. Okay. So, but he would still go, and he would still gotcha. sit in the audience because he loved it. He so loved, much. It, yeah. loved it. Loved <laughs> it. And they finally lifted the ban. Oh, okay. And uh, he he went back on it, but he he didn't do like a total clean sweep. But what did happen? Mm-hmm. And he's actually sued these people, but um, these people met him outside. Apparently, that's a big part of the story. Is people meet him outside and find out who he is, and then once they get picked on the show, they're like. Where you at, brother? Where you yeah, at? Yeah. <laughs> so he met this couple, and he like he just was giving off prizes like crazy. Mm-hmm. and the dad, the husband, gets into the showcase, and they've got a rule, but it had never happened till that day. Mm-hmm. If you get the exact dollar, you win both showcase prizes.: Ooh. Never happened. That day, he told the wife, the wife yelled it out, the dude nailed it to the penny. <laughs> you can even see the footage of him telling the wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when you go back, it was creepy. They were showing clips of mm-hmm. like prices right through the years. You could see him in the audience through all these different stages and eras. It was like a serial killer, like he'd been hiding there all along. <laughs> um, and he had like a, a crush on one of the girls, and they, he was famous for it. So, but um, he sued these people because they swear up and down that, 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 that he didn't give him the answer. Mm. You can see him on the footage give the fucking answer.
1: So he sued them? Yeah. For yeah. the showcase? Uh, no, because
0: uh, he had said he, did, he, he was responsible, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they lied of it. They said no. They oh, said gotcha. no. But the, the, what ended up happening was when this happened, mm-hmm. dude, they called him in like a Vegas fucking uh, back room security. <laughs> they pulled him in, and they were like, how did you know? How did you know? And there was this whole investigation. It was crazy. Oh, that, it was crazy. And crazy. Drew Carey finally went, it was just a freak. It was a fluke. Went, oh, so
1: this was recent. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And they were like, it's a fluke. It's never happened. It'll never happen again. Because of this dude doing this for mm-hmm. 30 years, we've now learned to ship up our prices. This dude even knew that if a car came with certain options, it was going to cost certain amounts.
1: Oh, because that's, that's how they Sports utility. <laughs> that's how they first <laughs> fucked
0: him. They had showed the same car. Mm-hmm. He guessed the price. He was wrong. And again, they had footage of him guessing, telling this dude, dude was wrong. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh they put extra for air conditioning and power windows and CD player. And so in his files, he had to make a new file for this car. (laughs) It was good. So I can't think of the name of it. So Hulu, I believe I'll have to look it up, but, um, price is right. Documentary is definitely a good one to watch. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's super interesting.
0: Um, Obviously we're going to do a five to drive in a minute mm-hmm. but um we talked about you you watching the old movies like um you know the 50s 40s stuff with grandma mm-hmm. what movies did you really start to 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 figure out I, I love this what what like how old uh you know were you on your own when you get when you found your own movies
1: right well i am a 90s baby Right. so right. what i had at my disposal was 80s vhs's okay so um i think i got really introduced to the horror genre early on hmm. um alien the thing. Uh, uh my Rick?
0: son, my nine year old today, mm-hmm. while I was on my way down here, mm-hmm. is watching Alien for the first time with his mom.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: How old is he? Nine.
1: Oh wow. Nice. Um <laughs> he's got
0: into it. He's been on this big kick lately. Mm-hmm. And we watched Predator last week. Oh nice. He loves the Predator. So and solid, and yeah. I love Predator. Lindsay mm-hmm. was a big alien, so she's doing that. So good yes. choice. I'm starting my son at that spot. So yeah. good choice. Obviously.
1: Huge sci-fi fan. Obviously, I'm doing an Alien documentary, right, so right. so definitely inspired by the horror and sci-fi genre. But even Predator, um, yeah, definitely John Carpenter, Ridley Scott. Oh, nice. Um, take it back to another story. What really got me into uh, Wes Craven was um, my aunt used to babysit me, and she had all the Freddy Kruegers the whole set, and uh, I just like watched them all one day and right. got in trouble for it. So <laughs> I don't like Freddy Krueger no not a fan of the freddy krueger
0: i wasn't into horror movies as a kid i was Mm -hmm. terrified my brother was into them i got into them later in life but Mm -hmm. as a kid i was as a kid i was again bobby hill i was into silly earnest you know stupid muppets Mm -hmm. um and crazy shit but i got into horror later but even as a kid i was like i kind of i just couldn't get it i i don't like the silliness of it i don't know
1: well one of the you know the first nightmare on elm Street has like great shots just very inno- oh, yeah. innovative as well especially it, the the the, the uh, waterbed scene and things the, like that nature except for the
0: door and mom at the end that is is awful where mom gets sucked through the door oh, okay. that's yeah, so bad yeah, yeah, so yeah. bad um i i've I've, I've, tried, I've tried i actually was really excited about the james uh, the uh, what's his name? James Earl Haley. Oh, the um, reboot. Yeah, it looked um, with, good with the Rorschach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looked good, and I I didn't see it, but I, I thought maybe it would be more my taste. It, it
1: wasn't. It wasn't that great. It wasn't a fan. Um, so, how
0: do you feel about it uh, being a horror sci fi? How do you feel about like um? It's not. It's kind of toned down a little bit. You know, we have Suspiria coming out. Mm-hmm. We know we had the Texas Chainsaw. Hills mm-hmm. Have Eyes, right. um, the Friday the Thirteenth, and the uh, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Right. How do you feel about those?
1: Um, I. Really, with those, I guess it depends on the one. Some have done it really well, but mostly it's been, it's been not great. Um, you know, those those are such classic characters. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in the new Halloween that it's only taking place right after the first one. But I do like this new trend where they're not doing reboots they're doing sequels right, to originals. Later, right. They're just trying to retcon all those other shitty movies in between. Right. Um, um, so I am a more of a fan of that, that can, they're starting to do the sequel, not the reboot. Right. However, I don't like that they didn't include Halloween 2. It's my favorite Halloween. I know John Carpenter didn't direct it. No, but it takes place the night of Halloween. Exactly. So that's not included in the canon for the new one? No, only Halloween 1 is included. Oh. Only the one John Carpenter was involved with besides the other crappy ones huh. later on. Um, I know there's kids running around in silver shamrock masks, but yeah, and uh, they're getting rid of the relationship. They're not brother and sister anymore, so oh. it's getting a lot of good reviews. So I'll be optimistic for it. But well, I've always wondered. You know, they talk about it being brother and sister in the first one,
0: but it's mm-hmm. like he killed the sister. Where did the you know like right so I I I'm
1: okay with that that doesn't mm-hmm. bother me yeah. I like the Rob Zombie one I thought it was good the first Rob Zombie one was not bad I I watched it a few times didn't um, see number two I've only seen the first one number two is really bad is <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I um, think you know I think he it's one of those things he was trying to make it his own and he went to the second one and he you know he just put too much into it no he didn't remake Halloween two though right no 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 okay. no he uh, is was sim. Well <laughs> he kind of remakes Halloween 2 in a dream sequence and then uh, it goes into his movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I
0: like the fact that I thought 2 is one is still my favorite. The original mm-hmm. the first one is still my favorite. And it's of the original classic slasher 5. Mm-hmm. It and Texas Chainsaw are my favorite. Right. Jason's okay. Freddie doesn't do anything for me. Right. Oh, I guess a f- Leatherface Four. I guess mm-hmm. the big the big four. Right. You know, if we're talking speed metal, like with Metallica and Anthrax, <laughs> right, the big right. four. The big Freddy, four. Jason, Michael Myers, Leatherface. Right. Uh, I, I'm a Michael. My- Actually, um, I don't know if you know this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the my personal favorite bar trivia of all time. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is not the killer in Halloween. Okay. Michael Myers is only the child in the beginning. Right. The killer the, is actually called... The killer? The shape.
1: Oh, the shape. Yeah. Okay.
0: Watch the credits to the original. Okay. Nick Castle is credited as the shape.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, hmm. That no, it, might mean that they just came up with all that for the second one. Which kind of makes me understand them retconning the second right. one now. <laughs> so. Well, um, have you ever watched the, um,
0: the, the the TV version of the original?
1: No, I haven't. Mm. I okay. didn't even know that existed. Yes. It's like and
0: the Star Wars Christmas special. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's a television edit. That is actually better than the original. And you can get it put together on DVD now or Blu-ray or whatever. So they had to
1: edit it for censorship and stuff like that? No, they had to add
0: time. When they cut it for censorship, which only cuts out the blood and gore, not really the story. They had to add film. They were shooting Halloween 2. They shot these scenes with Dr. Loomis. And it actually does tie Mm. the sister. It actually tells the sister and tells the story of him escaping.
1: I'd like to see an ultimate cut.
0: Um, that's what you can get. That's oh, what it, really? That, that's what it is. It's called the television cut. Okay. Because um, now you can get the fully unedited version with those scenes spliced in yeah, the right yeah, places. Yeah. It's called the television cut. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, okay interesting. And most DVDs will come with it, or right, it's right. A, like a special edition. But you should get that. It's good. It actually mm-hmm. shows Loomis interviewing him as a kid um, oh, in wow. this sanitarium. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I definitely got to check that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: bet I've watched it a couple times and not even known um, that there are extra scenes scenes were in there, you know what I mean? The scenes
0: in Rob Zombie's version where um Loomis goes and they go over like the mask, Mm -hmm. it's basically that's what Rob Zombie was remaking for that. Mm, Gotcha, Um, interesting. So,
1: yeah, I like I I never could get into Freddy, I couldn't get into Jason. Um, I did, I really like Jason. Um, you know, Freddy gets a lot of hate as well. I was really into Freddy as well. I'm surprised, especially with uh, since he was the uh, kind of uh, funny guy, so to speak, He, he would crack the joke. That's what I didn't like. Right, you didn't like the uh, comedic. No, no. Uh,
0: I don't do well with mixed media. Um, right. I'm okay with again a horror comedy or something, but um, mm-hmm. I just that was too much. If I'm gonna do silly horror, I want Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space. You know, I want that. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the there
1: was something about it I couldn't get into. You gotta watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I think that's, I've heard
0: that's really good. I
1: heard that. I think that's a horror comedy you'll really like. It's very clever and it's very well done, um, and one of my top underrated movies. Excellent.
0: I, I love um, uh, again horror comedy. I just mm. there's something about Freddy that was just too silly. I yeah. couldn't get into it. I'm Chucky, I can't. I don't like Chucky. Same reason. Right. Um, I did like. You know, I'm like you. I like some of the remakes. I like the Texas Chainsaw remake with Arlie Army. Are
1: there a couple of them, good. A couple of them aren't bad. Um, Michael Bay. I think. The, he does horror probably the best because yeah. he can bring that budget to horror. Oh and yeah, make it really. Good. The Hills Have
0: Eyes were great. The remake yeah, of that was yeah, great. Sure. I like the nuclear fallout twist to it.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure, so, for uh, it was really done well. You know, back then, then yeah. they start flubbing it up. I guess. So. Yeah,
0: and then they they just keep going back to the well too many times. You know, here's the reboot, and here's the reboot's uh, sequel, and here's right. the here's the third one, but it's actually going to go back to the first
1: one. Well, you know, Hollywood's making less and less money every year, so they're just going to things that they know will sell. That's why you got a comic book movie every year. Oh, yeah. So you got a reboot yeah, every yeah. year. Oh, because, yeah. you know, it's hard to take that risk, because if you take that risk, you're out of this business. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. No, that's 100% true. Yeah. Um, so
0: And I'm okay with a, a good remake. Give me a new technology. Give me a new take on it. Sure. To, again, Rob Zombie, give me the... the, the, the oh, sorry. Give me the um, uh, abusive stepdad, mm-hmm. the stripper mom. I think that right. stuff's interesting.
1: The, the millennial white trash kind of angle yeah. he was going for. Yeah. So uh,
0: I'm eager to see what Danny McBride does with this one. Yeah, Um, I I,
1: I heard really good reviews. And since we're talking about Halloween, the stunt coordinator for Halloween, um, who did some of the scenes for um, Jamie Lee Curtis, is going to be our stunt coordinator on no Inducted. Yes, way. she is. So, um, Miss Marion Singh. So awesome. Yeah. I like
0: the the take they're going with Jamie Lee Curtis, is that, that Sarah Connor mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I think that's a good I mean, take for her. It's
1: getting great reviews. John, Cor- John Carpenter did the score, executive producer. So uh, you know. I love Carpenter. I'm a big you fan know. of Big Trouble in Little China, <laughs> the thing. Ghost of Mars, underrated, bro. <laughs> I've never seen that one. I've never. Oh, seen you that. should no. see it. I mean, it's, it's, a little terrible but it's also awesome john carpenter's vampires oh i love john carpenter's vampires the first one there's a yeah, sequel man. i've never watched but the first one's good yeah the sequel is like straight to dvd garbage oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's the they always they though. always do that there's like six dust till dawn yeah a oh straight my God. dvd garbage and the first one's the
0: only one worth a damn <laughs> right so right. yeah i I, uh, I agree there i but.
1: watched the dust till dawn where it was just a bunch of bikers robbing banks and then they run into vampires <laughs> it's just like come on man (laughs) if you have a
0: good if you have a good idea for a sequel I'm all for it make as many as you can when you have a a Jason a Freddy a Michael Myers Mm -hmm. and you just keep going All right, what are we gonna do let's do this if you got good
1: ideas bring them so you know how a lot of those straight to DVD sequels happen oh yeah they make a movie and they're like we can slap this title on it. It's kind of similar. Oh yeah, boom. Oh yeah. Now it's Dust Till Dawn Country Road. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and there
0: was a whole bunch of those back in the '60s. There's like sequels to movies that don't actually. Like Zombie Two is a big one. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, it's not yeah. even a to sequel to a all the Zombie time. One. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. yeah,
1: of country, you would get that shit. And it doesn't so. even make sense at all. It's like no, a completely different no, movie. No. Uh, like uh, there was a troll movie like that in the '80s as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Goblin. yeah It might have been Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I remember that stuff. But
0: I. I love those things. That's why. I grew up on. Um, Now, I'll tell you what I don't like. I do think the new Suspiria
1: looks good. I'm not a fan of the original Suspiria. I'm not either. I'm not either. That score takes over that film. It takes me out of it. I I, can't... It's overbearing, man. It's overbearing. Um, It's that
0: era. (laughs) I don't like 60s Italian horror in general. No, no. I don't like the... The faded, gelled color palettes. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Dutch angles with the weird piercing music. Yeah, I I'm hate that piercing music, man. I'm not yeah. a fan. And But um, the new one, have you seen the, re- the
1: trailer for the new one? I think I've seen a few it trailers. It looks good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, was at, I watched it to show my wife, and I was mm-hmm. like, I might actually see this.
1: Yeah, that, that early Italian stuff is when they really... Take, you take Argento the, just is not my bag. You take that psychology a little too far with the Dutch angles and the piercing noise. Yeah. It's like it's still meant to be enjoyable, guys. It's I, still meant to be enjoyable. I just can't get down <laughs> with
0: the Argento. And that's why I didn't like Lords of Salem. To me, Lords yeah, of Salem... that's what that was. It's yep. an Argento suck fest. Yep. Um, it yep. should have just been called My Wife's Ass Part 5. Thank you. Um, I'd still yes. have watched it, but
1: I would have known what I was getting mm-hmm. into. For but sure. I, I just don't like Black Christmas. I'm not... It's not I, I like a, some aspects of that, just not overdone. I definitely like the abstract-y... Um, you know, those uh just great cinematography and just, you know, sort of trippy in a way. And I appreciate the art. Right. Don't get me wrong. I see it, I get it. It's not
0: for me. Right. It's it's freestyle bearding. Man, if you wanna do that, that's cool. I see what you went into it. I appreciate what it is. I it's not my thing, man. Right. Um, I'm not into that. Now I like I like the next generation where like uh Dino De Laurentis began to do like Flash Gordon and some of that came over. Um, right. I love that stuff. That's that that I'm cool with. Yeah, but the Argento stuff just not my bag.
1: Yeah, but you it. know, like I said, if we go back to innovation, it's just people trying to trying something yeah. new and oh, seeing yeah. if it works. Let and, me put a color gel over the mm-hmm. entire lights and we'll see what it looks like. And that'll always be a part of this business. Yeah. is trying to put a new spin on mm-hmm. old techniques. So. Well, let's uh
0: let's let's see what some of your favorites are. You know we're Ooh. gonna do this. You know we're doing a five to drive. I'm already you know gonna, I'm coming. already getting
1: ready to the, have to heavily cut this in my head. Are yeah? I know you're gonna hit me with some stuff. I'm gonna be like Mitch and regret some no, of it. No, no, no. <laughs> I,
0: I, I you know I, I try not to do too obvious, but with you, I wasn't sure again your mm-hmm. movie background and what you would be a favorite of. So I did come up with some good ones, but I did keep it pretty straightforward. Okay. Plus I knew we'd be doing this last and you'd be tired. <laughs> right, and right. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do them right. it's,
1: it's been a busy week. many of
0: these as you've had to fucking sit through i was like i'm not gonna hurt him too bad
1: right 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 what are your top five favorite movies oh okay i to do it
0: simple i I mean just just as the the best top five favorite movies
1: that's that's good um top five favorite movies um see this is hard for me because like like i said we have been talking about the innovation so it's hard for me to separate, like... Any reason. Just whatever.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. These are your desert island picks. You're stuck on a desert island with a picture of Grandma, a VCR, a TV, and five okay. VHSs. And no matter how the new movie is, we can mm-hmm. still put... We can get it on a VHS. But that's your choice. Okay. Is, uh,
1: let's go uh, the original Alien. Okay, that's my favorite of the trilogy. Right. Uh, most people prefer the second one. I prefer the first one. <laughs> Do you know the story of how James Cameron got Aliens made? No. So he walks into the into the pitch meeting in front of a bunch of... You know, high level producers. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 he picks up the marker and he goes up to the whiteboard and he writes alien, right? On the whiteboard. Right. He pauses. He puts an S at the end of alien. He pauses again. He puts two money signs through the S. Pauses again. Greenlit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I get why people like And that's like why it. Ridley Scott
0: hates James Cameron okay. to this day. Nice, nice. Um, I like the first one the better. Uh, to me, it's a horror movie. The second one's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, the second was so good though. Um, I'm not denying that, but it's a sci-fi movie. The first one is a horror movie. The first one is a haunted house movie. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You can dress it up in spacesuits, and but it's a haunted house movie. Right. That's what it is. Haunted spaceship. Yeah, Yeah. it's a haunted house movie with a monster hiding in the
1: shadows. Right. That's it. And it is. I like it better. I really. I love all the alien movies. I know a lot of them. My wife's favorite is number three. Yeah, 3's a great one. I know that one gets a lot of hate, but it, it was still a great one. And David Fincher was, you know, a great director of as course, well. Of course, of um, course. So, yeah, probably the original Alien. Um, let's also put uh, Jaws on there as well. Excellent. Definitely the, uh, just these, innerva- these these are all innovators, you know. No, Rid- but they're great, it. Jaws was great. Yeah. Um, uh, What else can we put on I guess the thing as well. Okay. Um, What'd you think of the prequel remake? Mm, I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. I liked it. Yeah, you know it's watchable. I'll watch oh, it yeah. if it's on.
0: And if you back, if you. Pair them back to back they time they they link up perfect the one ends with the movie have you ever done that uh-uh. dude the one ends with the wolf running away and the uh, other one begins yeah, yeah. with the wolf if you back them up they're one giant movie and it blends perfectly mm, perfectly much um in the similar way if you ever watched again a star wars prequel back to back with an original right. or um the exorcist prequel with the um exorcist mm-hmm. um the uh, if you ever see that um there's just a moment at the beginning where you see Max von Sydow with the idol Mm -hmm. and it just has a whole new meaning after watching the prequel right before it. Hmm. Or when Alex Guinness says, funny, I don't remember having a droid, even though he had no way of knowing it was going to go this way, he makes a smirk that just is so different if you've watched them (laughs) back to back. Right. So watch the thing and the thing back to back sometime. Even if you just like watch the end and watch the beginning just to do it. Um, Shoot. What?
1: I got so much, so many
0: more. Now I'm gonna have to take one off. <laughs> Damn it, Lance! That's uh, the theme of this episode. This is great. Nobody's ever backtracked as much as you and Mitch together. This is great. Um,
1: okay. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Excellent, another classic. I love it. I love it. Um, I guess that can replace the thing. Okay, just I prefer it over the thing. I'm not gonna lie. Just because Kurt Russell, but I, I really love the thing. Yeah, uh, no, I prefer a really it over hard the choice. Thing. Um. Uh here's a, a more recent one, uh Drive with Ryan Gosling I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking uh, about. you gotta see it. Uh Nicholas Winden Refn he's like one of my favorite directors. He's a French guy. He does that French that French art artsy stuff. What else would he do
0: that I know? I mean I know Drive, uh, but what else? That's the only okay.
1: that's the only one you uh he did uh Only God Forgives, which is terrible. Okay, I heard about it's, that. it's a terrible Is that film. Joaquin Phoenix? No, it's no. Ryan Gosling again okay. as well. They got they it. pair it. up got a it. lot. Okay. They're they're boys, you know what I mean? They do that thing. Um but it's just terrible. He Every director has that movie where they do too much of their thing. Yes. Uh, Chris yes. Nolan, Inception. Yes. Um, there's a laundry list. of uh, I mean. think Kevin
0: Smith and Dogma. Yeah, and I like yeah. dogma, but mm-hmm. it's too much. Yeah, I get it, and I think that's why uh, I still love him, but it's least at the bottom of the right. bunch. Yeah. Every
1: director has that yeah. one movie where they did their thing too much, yep. and that's only God forgives. Way too abstract, way too that uh that kind of Italian drive. That's yeah. where he's
0: the getaway driver. Getaway right? driver. And He's like for this amount of money, mm-hmm. you got me for this amount of time. That's yep. it. Okay,
1: yep. it's fantastic. I like Gosling. Uh, Ex NASCAR driver. Okay, it's just shot beautifully. Uh, the 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 soundtrack that goes with it. It's kind of techno-y, but it, okay. it's great. It's great. I like the satin jacket. Right, right. I'm yeah, a yeah. fan of that. I don't know if I can. Um, so. I Okay. I'll so give that a shot. I haven't right. seen it. Um, so that, that's five right there. I, um, no, no you took the thing off. Oh, yeah. I took the thing yeah, off. No, You are back down to four. I forgot what else I was going to replace. shot rep- yourself in the floor. I know. I forgot what else I was going to replace. Big repl- Trouble, Little China replaced the thing.
0: Yeah. Drive um, came out of nowhere. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, I guess we'll also do uh, A Place Beyond the Pines, which is another Ryan Gosling movie. I know yeah. um, and I don't, I know the name, but I
0: can't think any. It doesn't ring any bell. It's
1: another new, recent indie film, but it's definitely very similar to Drive. I guess I just like that style of filmmaking.
0: Which is when um, you say that style of filmmaking,
1: uh, very, <laughs> very cinematic, but very <laughs> subtle at the same time. Does so that, still has an art house feel. Yeah, it has an art house feel, but very cinematic and very. Uh, uh, um, intense and actiony, but in your face and okay, yeah, okay. You should definitely check out a place beyond the pines. It's one okay. of my most underrated movies out there. Yeah, that
0: one doesn't ring a bell at all. I mean, like the name, I know right. I've heard it, but I can't think of it. Um, there was a Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I'm not really here, not the rap one, but where he's the um, the hitman with a hammer. Mm-hmm. and that's what I thought when you said that at first but um, I think that's called I Was Never Here or You Were Never I don't
1: oh yeah that was the new one that just yeah, came out that yeah, one was pretty yeah. good uh, yeah where he's in, he was, he's like a detective or something yeah, yeah we beat people to hammer you yeah know? Yeah, I, yeah I saw the previous, but I have that seen was pretty it, so. good that was another one that was like just too abstract right. and it had like a great story but I think it was like child trafficking or something like that yeah, was going I, on I didn't see it I like him I'm, mm-hmm.
0: I like Joaquin Phoenix as a whole I Joaquin think Phoenix you're... Joker <laughs> I, I don't know what I think yet um, I, I think it's a little over the top but it might work. It just Um, looks like a dark night movie with
1: just the Joker. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, it could be interesting. I mean, I'll see what they go with it. I heard the Killing Joke is a potential mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, prequelish. So we'll
1: see. But like you said, Scorsese yeah. producing it. So we'll see. So, Todd yeah. Phillip. So you
0: definitely got to check out the Last Waltz. Uh, Todd Phillips is great too. So I'm yeah. down. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what to think. But that's good. That's yeah, good. That's I, Alien is um, definitely one that I love. Uh, Jaws, um, a Jaws and Big Trouble in Little China. I haven't seen Drive, and I haven't seen the place. Uh, uh, what is it, a place. In there, a could. place beyond
1: the pines.
0: Place. Beyond the Ponsonika Nirvana song,
1: yeah, definitely check them Beyond. out. I will. They're I've never, never heard of it. <laughs> um,
0: I uh, I like most of this list quite a lot, so mm-hmm. I I applaud it. Well, I told you my son's watching Alien for the first mm-hmm. time today. Um, he's just obsessed. He came down. He, you know what Baby bell cheeses are? Do you know yeah.
1: Sorry. Good.
0: Yep. Do you have a Baby Bell story? No, no, no. Do you just love them? No, no, okay. no. I'm
1: just so mad at my list. Yeah. Well, you have a
0: moment to rethink. Okay. Um, good. He he took Baby Bell cheese and he molded it into a face hugger and he put it on his action figures. Oh no! Way. Hasn't even seen the movie yet. That is amazing. That, that's oh, what he's been doing, dude. Yes, you yes. got to get him into film at yeah. an early age. Yes. That's, so, that's... <laughs> um, but yeah, he, that's what he's been doing is making like he's got some action figures that are like missing an arm, and he's been making arms out of like baby bell cheese wax. Oh yeah, wow, that's, crazy. that's great! All right, so here's your moment.
1: Place beyond the pines getting taken off. Okay. It's getting replaced. with... Well, I'm leaving it for my own. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like It's getting it out out replaced later. with uh, e- Event Horizon okay yeah I, I know of it i don't think i've ever seen it isn't that uh, uh
0: late 90s early yes. 2000s mm-hmm. sci-fi horror yeah
1: 97 around um you should definitely check it out if you love alien you will love event horizon
0: is that sam neill Yeah, sam it,
1: neill lawrence fishburne is this based on lovecraft To a small degree, a little bit, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. They they kind of they've they found the technology to bend time so that they can travel through space, great leaps, right. And he finds like a hellraiser kind of pinhead, but it turns turns out when you take the shortcut, you kind of you kind of go through this other dimension that's very. Hell s
0: yeah yeah I I knew it had some Hellraiser um Mm -hmm. uh, kind of pinhead vibe to it Uh, but it had a sci fi mm -hmm. mask if you will okay Okay. phenomenal film okay I I actually think I own that on VHS I'll have to check it out oh dude you gotta watch it it.
1: okay um probably wait a couple years on the kid but if he loves Alien (coughs) definitely bring that he did good doing Predator but I told him
0: Predator wasn't scary it was just yeah
1: Predator's probably the easiest one out of those that's why we started him there yeah
0: so that's why we started him there and Lindsay wanted to start him with the Aliens versus Predator. And as much as well, I admit they're on the right level, you won't appreciate them until yeah, you've done this. right?
1: You don't want to watch the Fast no, and Furious version no, of an Alien no, movie. You know? No. And it, they're not
0: bad. He can handle them. <laughs> right. But um, uh, I, I started with Predator, and he really wanted to watch, so they're watching Alien. and they, Mom, Mama set the rules. Got to watch it in the day you gotta watch yeah. you know like and so uh they were watching and he did good I, I when I left I think it was right after the chest burster and he mm-hmm. was hanging in there right so he yep. was digging it
1: there's you know it's not really graphic it's just more of the suspense and build-up which really jump helps. scares which really yeah jump yeah. scares which really helps in that one which so. he is
0: prone to as but, as I am I mean so. it gets graphic in yeah. the end of course yeah. but. <laughs> so, but it was it, he was doing good so mm-hmm. um and when he, he could do his second one would have been more his speed as far as mm, not being more scary. but yeah. I, I wanted, I, I didn't want Lindsay to do that. No, so no, yeah, no. so he's doing that today. So it's good a great... list, excellent choice. Yeah. Well, you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. You know how we do this. You've probably, like Kurt, had this prepared. <laughs> Most of these answers you should have thought of a long time ago. I, this is the only one that would have caught you off guard. I
1: did, but I just smoked so much. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay.
0: That's okay. That means it's real.
1: And then you get on the spot, and it's just like all gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I told you around movie four. I've t- mm-hmm. said it before. That's where everybody starts to, yeah, to, 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 for to sure, stagger. Yeah. So you've got your chance mm-hmm. to have your stable, your four Horsemen, your fantastic four, whatever. Three mm-hmm. living celebrities
1: one night. Who are you who you call? Right. It? Well, I guess uh first would probably be Spielberg. Good choice. He seems cool. I know it's a cliche, but he really is the innovator, man. No, I mean, it, you know, he he he's he's like Kubrick in that aspect mm-hmm. where he dominated any genre he took on. Yeah, he knocked it. No matter what genre, he knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, and that's uh, just the truth. Catch me if you can, right?
0: Um, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. He made just he, he made so much of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say anything. So that's he, a great choice. And he seems fun. Mm-hmm. He seems like the wacky old guy, especially. Yeah, know, I mean, like,
1: yeah, whatever. Look, from Jaws to Close the to, to to Close the Counters to Jurassic Park, you can talk to him about anything, yeah. obviously, and he's yeah. going to be open minded yeah. to it. So, so definitely Spielberg. You just got to pick that man's brain. good choice. Good um, choice. Alternate, if if alternate, King of the Easter egg, alternate director if Spielberg can't show up is Chris Nolan. Just okay, say, okay. I like Nolan. I
0: like I like the Batman trilogy. I'm not trying to bend your rules. I like Memento. But... No, no, no. Uh, don't you remember? Uh, didn't was it Trey that brought uh, a pair? He brought a dude. He brought somebody to tag out, and I was like. We play by the Freebird rule. I can't oh, say okay. no. Yeah, yeah. Trey brought somebody to tag out, so it's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We play yeah. by the Freebird rule.
1: Um, Yeah, he's, he's got some great stuff. I like Nolan. Memento, yeah. I
0: think, was the first thing I saw. Yeah, that and,
1: was, I saw Memento when I was like 13. Mm, and I was like, ooh, what? What? Uh, you were at, how old? 13. Mm. <laughs> right? Uh, 2003. Right? I, I was,
0: uh, let's see, <laughs> I was about 26. Oh, wow. So, so around my age now. Yeah. Sitting at home smoking pot with my cat. And uh, I watched this movie on VHS. Oh, wow. And it was done. Blockbuster? Blockbuster? Uh maybe. <laughs> so I had I, I used to hate Blockbuster. I had a Blockbuster tirade. I refused to shop at Blockbuster. I refused to, I refused to watch movies people brought over to my mm-hmm. house that came from Blockbuster. Gotcha. Um so I think I'm part of the reason they went out of business. Gotcha. I don't know that I can prove that, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I think Amazon's um, got something to do with that. But um <laughs> anyway, I had it on VHS. I may have found it, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I watched it, set there, I rewound it and watched it again. Mm-hmm. Like just it's the first time I've ever yeah. done that with a movie. But I really was like <laughs> Click and I watched it all over again, was like, wow. So it was that big a movie for me. I loved it. And I also, of course, his I, Batman are great.
1: Yeah. I also watched it again when I was twenty six and stoned, and it was just as good. Yeah, so. yeah that's how I found <laughs> so it first. Yeah, time. I mean his Batman trilogy is fantastic. Favorite one of the three? I mean, it's it's Dark Knight. It's <laughs> always gonna be, man. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people hate that one. I love I Dark love it. Knight Rises. I love it. It's my favorite. I love the first one as well. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all great. great. Um, um
0: Dark Knight's actually my least favorite of yeah, the
1: trilogy. I can see that it it it, it's it got that factor of where you don't want to like it because everyone else just overblows it Part so much. Part of it. Um, you know what I mean? Heath Ledger's Joker, I'm not a huge Joker fan in general. Okay, um, that's the, fair. The Riddler is my all time
0: favorite right, villain. Right. I'm a Riddler guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joker's not, Heath Ledger did a unique take on it I really yes. liked. It's based on Tom Waits, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. Um, I think, honestly, and I've said this before, had he not died, it would not be as revered as it is. It's that's revered, true. and I'm not saying that it's not worthy, mm-hmm. but it, it gets so much dick suck. Mm-hmm. because he died. Right. And that's just fact. I'm of sorry. Course.
1: Um, I think what makes those movies so great is definitely uh, the societal aspects of it, of mm-hmm. the time, you know, yeah. where, where it's kind of played out, like if you watch it, that Joker is a PTSD oh, yeah. soldier, you yeah. know what I mean? I thought that was neat. I yeah, that was and, take. you know, it played on terrorism. And um, even the third one went into Wall Street. It was right in the big t- I Occupy just, Wall Street. I think, I think the atmosphere of those movies is what makes those oh, movies, yeah. which, you know, necessarily takes away from the characters. But Even the still, first you with...
0: Know, Razal ghoul and the, right yeah I liam neeson neat. played oh, a great Razal ghoul yeah dude the funny thing i remember i, I was thinking i was working at a toy store mm-hmm. and they came out and we got action figures and it was liam neeson henry mm-hmm. Duchard. right because right. remember it was supposed to be a big surprise right and they had ken Watanabe figures and it said Razal ghoul yeah and i saw one look at that weird um goatee <laughs> missing the mustache yeah and i went that's razzle ghoul and I knew before the movie even came out, yeah. I was like, "I don't know what they're pulling, but yeah. this is Razzle Ghoul." Yeah. He's got the gray patch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, on, I knew bro. right away, and he was come great. On, bro. <laughs> um, but I'm not a huge Joker fan. I do mm-hmm. like Razzle Ghoul, and I love Bane. Bane is yeah. one of my all time favorites. Yeah, Tom
1: Hardy's Bane was great. Bro. Oh, it
0: was great. I love the voice. I love, mm-hmm. dude. I think the opening heist is better than the opening heist in Dark Knight. Which is, it is. It,
1: which is fantastic.
0: The, it's definitely more dynamic. Ah, the the bank robbery <laughs> is great. The, mm-hmm he told me to kill a guy when he was done Right, funny he told me mm-hmm. something similar bam it's just like so good mm-hmm. but the plane heist the you know the, the whole <laughs> I it think... would be painful for <laughs> you
1: I like the voice I thought it was great <laughs> yeah. I know people hated it but I, I thought it was interesting take yeah. I it thought was, it was good it was a I think all of them together is just a great yeah. trilogy. Yeah, they are. You know? They are. So
0: Christopher Nolan's excellent. He's yeah. welcome to tag, he, he, out, he, he, yeah, the tag out Yeah, Spielberg. I'm with cool with Spielberg. that. Spielberg. So, you know, Spielberg's a busy guy. Maybe yeah, Nolan's got a few. You can, you can
1: have them tag Two. out. That's um, fine. I think uh, we'll go Nasir uh, Jones. <laughs> Nas. No. The, oh, okay. great Yeah, Nas. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that sure. was his real name. Yeah, Nasir Jones. Um, sure. I like Nas. You know, it's alive, so he's one of my Yep, f- he's he counts. considered... To me, the best living rapper right now. Um I like his stuff. Innovator man. of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smart and a smart guy. And that's the, that's the most important part in this. Yep. Is you know you don't you want someone to hold a conversation? He's a smart rapper. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And uh, definitely an innovator in that game. Nice, and, good choice. You know, one of the f- one of the first albums I've ever listened to was one of his. Him and Jay Z. Just growing yeah. up in New York. It's you know I was six years old and those were the nice. that, that's what was hot at nice. the time. So definitely Nazir. I'm picky well. about
0: hip hop, but he is definitely yeah, in, my, yeah. in my 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 list. He's yeah. definitely on the the, the hard, like. But you like
1: new mumble stuff <laughs> I, a little, but it's
0: the bro country of rap. I mean, right, like, right. I, It's cheesy yeah. and it's it's bad, and mm-hmm. so I get it. It's the bro country of rap. So please know it's in my guilty right. pleasure right, right, uh, right. spectrum of shit I like. <laughs> All right, I got you. Okay,
1: and uh, probably the last one uh, on Joe Rogan. I okay, mean, really? you know, It's only because he he knows enough about so much that I feel like we could tap him during yeah. the conversation yeah. with the other two I could like tap some Rogan for some yeah. information he's like oh yeah I read this Wikipedia article and you know he's so bash shit crazy yeah. he would bring a Hunter yeah. S. Thompson sort yeah, of flop to it. he'd be like hey right. hey
0: I know. It. I mean, check right. it out. Have you guys yeah. ever done we all right? We're gonna go right now. Let's go. Hear, I'm like, gonna
1: talk to Spielberg, Rogan, yeah. and Nas That's about good. aliens. That's gonna be awesome, That's man. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Because you know they're all gonna be behind. Oh, right. Man, dude, I like that movie too. Yeah, I mean, Spielberg yeah. was an innovator with close good. encounters, yeah. and definitely oh, you so know what good. I mean? So, oh, so good. Definitely a bunch of you know, and Rogan Excellent. He, yeah. So
0: again, I knew you had planned this well, and even you didn't stumble on that one. <laughs> a tag out is totally yeah. acceptable. Trey set this precedent, it's mm-hmm. a done deal. I already said we play by the Freebird rule. Cool. Sweet. Uh, so mm-hmm. that is fine. That is right. fine. So, again, all kinds of areas to pick from. Mm-hmm. You know how this goes. What's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you do? that you know you should be embarrassed about, but you don't care anyway.
1: I'm going to have a few. Okay. Uh, I, I have tons. I, I think we just touched on one momentarily. Moment, momentarily. Mm-hmm. Was that a mumble rap? Uh-huh. Um, not necessarily all mumble rap. I think a lot of it's garbage. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's intelligible and it's catchy Yeah. and it's got a hot beat on it, I mean, come on. <laughs> Amigos. I love Amigos. I do too. Um, I do too. I mean, they make great songs, man. They're so catchy. Just banger after banger. Who's the
0: one that does Ric Flair drip? That's Migos. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Quavo
1: and Offset. Yeah. Um, and I like
0: Post Malone. I love. Oh, yeah. I when love... I first saw him, I was like, God, oh, you're retarded, yeah. aren't you? Nah. But then you get to see an interviews and you're like, oh, you're just that friend that's <laughs> yeah. not what you appear to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love Post Malone as well, even though uh, Sam makes it hard to like Post Malone. <laughs> oh,
0: wears you out a little bit? Huh? Wears you out a little bit? Oh, yeah. Sam yeah. went head big... first on it. Yeah. So
1: uh, um, Little Pump. I mean, his songs... Oh, I hate it. I hate so bad. It's so catchy, though, man. It's, I guess I hate it so um, bad. The one like,
0: the one I like is uh, Dram and Broccoli. Uh-huh. Oh, I okay. love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: love Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang is so catchy. Uh, and his, his new it. one with Kanye. Uh, with the big shirts. Yes, I love I it. I haven't heard it, so it, but I've catchy. seen the thumbnail. I'll check it out. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, um, But, like, Little Yachty, okay. if it's unintelligible, that's just trash. Yeah, um, yeah. Stuff like that. But, I like... Uh, I know it's not
0: quite mumble rap, but Fetty Wap.
1: Oh, yeah, I yeah. I like yeah. Fetty War. He only had that one hit, though. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. Actually,
0: one of the reasons I like him is the same reason I like Post Malone. Um, he has this vibrato you know mm-hmm. like set a pretty yes then i said hello and yeah, he does his yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you know post malone has the same thing yeah, you know where he's yeah. like and they all brought a friend well, that's, and, dude it's so just beautiful it's what caught me was that vibrato at yeah. the end of everything
1: well that's because fetty wap and post malone started as singers right. uh, fetty wap started in right. his gospel group and, and I didn't know that. and post malone started um you know just playing guitar and just in his local dude group, he's you know. got a, a clip
0: of him playing don't think twice it's all right by bob mm-hmm. dylan I yeah. don't know if you've seen it
1: Pro- i've seen a bunch of them but it's one of
0: my favorite songs i don't like yeah. bob dylan in general but it's a, a cool song mm-hmm. and it's got this banjo roll of a guitar and mm-hmm. he's just sitting there nailing it and right. he's just like it's perfect it's perfect okay. you've got to look it up
1: it's like fantastic. post malone's just a great musician in general um a lot of people give him shit about the rap thing and being a white guy but it's like it's this generation hip-hop yeah. is the number one genre in oh, music yeah. right oh, now yeah. like no matter your race, everyone loves no, this yeah. genre. It's mainstream, man. So, yeah. And he's actually a yeah. smart dude who chooses to right. act retarded. Right. It's like, you know, go for it, bro. He's just trying to have a good time. Yeah. And even, I mean, the two guys that passed away recently. Uh, I don't know them. Lil don't Peep know. and XS Tatechion or however you. I don't know. I'd never heard their stuff until they died. I even like their stuff as well. So, What's the one that just broke up with Billy Ray's
0: daughter? Uh, oh, Lil Xan? No, he's okay. He's okay. Oh, yeah. okay. nah, uh, there's something nah. about him that I kind of like. It's terrible. It's so terrible. <laughs> no, it is. Man. It is like he's like- just such
1: a dumb kid. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. It's, yeah, it's- you gotta <laughs> have something there. got like I know it's 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 a lot of drug, dumb rap, but. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Uh, I, I, I hate it and I love
0: it because it's that Luke Bryan thing. It's like this is awful. But I, I love you it. You
1: gotta listen to Lil Pump song Drug Addicts okay. and that new one with Kanye West. Right, I think I'll you will like it <laughs> you I couldn't get into Gucci Games. Oh and then like... uh probably the other one's reality TV.
0: Okay. What what style? I like uh, reality TV. There's too There's only
1: two reality TV shows I watch and okay. this is probably the first place I'll ever admit it. Um uh,
0: then you'll just edit it out later. Yeah,
1: yeah. If, um the first one is called Vanderpump Rules. On the E! Network. It does not ring a bell at it's all. It's about um, a bunch of inspir- aspiring artists in Hollywood that work uh-huh. at a restaurant. You have directors, actors, okay. singers. So I guess that's kind of why I like it. Okay. But it's a reality show. They have drama with each other. Okay. And they all work at this restaurant trying to make it <laughs> in Hollywood. And they're all different. You know they're all trying to do their own artist thing as well. So,
0: how real is it? I know some are more real than others. How how real versus how scripted? Um,
1: That's hard to tell. But you know some are real bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think these people are are just such like Hollywood like in, inflated like nice. i think it's hard for them to fake it but a lot of it's def- i mean it's I have to take that out.
0: i loved um when i was in high school the real world came on original that was like the f- original mm-hmm. real world and yeah. people like i watched real world in high school And no, no 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 let me let me let me let me make the sure the real world i watched <laughs> When the real world came on uh-huh. for the very first season yeah. in high school,
1: oh, that just terrible grainy footage, uh, <laughs> terrible yeah, yeah. VHS. The very footage. first ones um,
0: <laughs> that because I went to high school when the first season came out, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man. these people live the coolest life. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just I was that kid who was just like, this is what life in the real world is like. <laughs> I'm gonna live in a loft with seven strangers. I'm going to – you know, it was just like, wow. And I watched it up All until – All paid like, for by MTV. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it up till about season four or five. I don't know. They went to London, and that was yeah. where I lost. Once they started making them getting a job, I was like – Oh, yeah.
1: They are like, we need more to Yeah,
0: this. and so I just – I don't know. I never followed that. But right. I loved that era, watching uh-huh. those – reality, and, and still today, what I really like are the celebrity stoned together. Mm-hmm. I like well, I like hasbens. Uh, oh, like the know? surreal life and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> that yes. Serious. It's like yes. I love that. Or I tell you what else I was a big fan of was like any of the unusual, like the rock of love. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. There was a one. There was a best white guy rapper one for a while on MTV. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with um. Uh, MC Search. Yeah. From MC Search. That's yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I like that. That's so, actually
1: where Riff Raff became famous. If you remember, you remember Riff Raff, the white rapper with the with the uh, cornrows. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he became famous. Was off that show. He was. There was yes. only like one season. Yeah. And, that's, and I watched yeah. it religiously. Mm-hmm. I do
0: not remember that. Really? Yeah. Riff no. Raff.
1: Riff Raff. Yep.
0: Oh my brain just exploded. Yeah,
1: man. Wow. <laughs> yes. Mm.
0: Okay. <laughs> I I just did not know that. That's right. Those are great guilty pleasures. I love them. For sure. I love them Mumble too. rap and reality television. Those are both good. I like both <laughs> of those. The cheese ball in me admits to both of those. All right. right. So you get a special one. Everybody, Ooh. you've you've done this, you know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Everybody has got a tombstone. No, not a pizza. You, mm-hmm. get, you get a little different because you are um, special. We have tons of guests, and guests are wonderful, and we love them. But you're here every week, and you're okay. every bit as much a part of the show. So you get a special, special The Fiend. Okay. As the last clip, the last film rolls, mm-hmm. what do you want there? Black and white. After the credits.
1: Ooh, that's a good one, Lance. What do you oh, what that's do you a good as one.
0: the last real <laughs> plays before <laughs> the lights come on? It's already said the end. We get one quote, one last
1: Laffine. Uh mm, he captured his moments. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> it, definitely that's at the end of the film because i feel like uh that's a lot of what i do is capturing moments or reenacting 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 moments in life um and that's really what we get into it for is to uh really express what we see in our surroundings and what we feel so i think uh just capturing doing something well like capturing time is really what i want to be known for love it so, love
0: it that's that's definitely a good one
1: even if it's not now you know it's, i just enjoy doing it so <laughs> no that's perfect that's perfect
0: even on a metaphorical level we should all capture our moments mm-hmm. so even if we don't capture it on film that is uh, very uh, prophetic the and, the
1: uh, the film beautiful. reel in your head yeah. you captured it on i thought
0: you know? i thought you deserved that i thought you deserved <laughs> a, a personalized uh last uh, legacy moment and we thought we'd put it on a last roll of film, black and white, and the lights come up. So that's great. That's yeah, good. That was so, good, man. <laughs> Thanks. And uh so again, you know uh, the drill when you're not on yeah. set, when the, the day's been a bitch and nothing worked right and the shark didn't swim. <laughs> right. And the, right, you know right. the actor didn't show up and mm-hmm. the blood spl- didn't splurt. The, right, you know, the right. last squib did not
1: blow. Yeah, there's a light in my frame. And, and uh... you you're you're just
0: done <laughs> Where do you want to be when you got a choice, and that's the place you can be um where's your happy place?
1: you know uh I think it's probably two different places at different times. It's probably right before filming and right after filming okay. um the preparation for filming the creative creativity into it that I have to put into it, um just that anticipation of getting on set, and then after filming would be the relief of it all mm. where I can just go home. I can hang out with my fiance. Nice. Um, I can just brainstorm my next project without having to worry about deadlines or, or, mm. or things like that. The, the best part of it, no stress, yeah. you know, just sitting on the couch, watching a few movies after making a movie nice. and enjoying someone else's work for a change yeah. as I try to get inspired for my next. Uh, endeavor. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I could see that. It's the
0: same feeling of um, being nervous before a show. It's a smaller mm-hmm. version. It's a quick version instead of having to stretch it over an hour right, you know, right. movie time. Um, with you know a, a five minutes, you but you you nervous and you're wet up. You get ready and you go up there and you do it and that's a blast. But then when it's done mm-hmm. and you can sit back and enjoy your work, right? And and get people slapping you on the back. It's a little more instantaneous, obviously. Right. But that feeling is fantastic. So mm. those bookend moments, the nervousness before and the the nice beer afterwards exactly. are the best moments exactly. I get that that's the, good the
1: sense of accomplishment and that you you have a bunch of free time <laughs> yeah. in the near future to just you know relax and, and ponder on your situation and what you made that's so. good
0: that's good I yeah, I yeah. like that a lot so Terry, man, this has been a blast. This is what I wanted to do. I appreciate you kind of throwing this on you at the last minute and no problem um, coming out and, and it went and far better than I expected. So. <laughs> you did great. It was wonderful. I I, I learned a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 happy to call you my friend. And it is my pleasure to introduce the Stage Diver family to the world. As so well, as well. Um, again, we have uh, the the greatest guests. We 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 have the greatest time um, with no filter, no bias. Um, we just come here and we do what we do. And we appreciate the people that do listen. And we appreciate the people around us that make it happen. Um, and everybody knows that I am not arrogant enough to believe that I could do this alone. I need a Terry to make it sound right. I need a Mitch to put the roof over the yeah. studio's head. Right. I need a listener to tune in. Right. And I, I appreciate all of it. And that's why I, I always like to sign off with a simple um, phrase that I keep in mind. And that is that a crowd without a comic is still a crowd but a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone we've been deadbeat radio thank you very much for joining us ha ha terry you're the best it's been a pleasure It's meant to be taken out on a weekly basis.